0: Hello and welcome to today's edition of Chapter by Chapter for Dune. I am your host, Will Cowan. With me is my co-host and good friend, Steve.
1: It's another day and it's another grain of sand.
0: Another grain of sand. We don't even, actually, we don't even get some sand today. Today, we're we're off the sand planet. It's always
1: sad. I mean, they're yeah. sad in some of the Baron's flaps. <laughs> Lodged up in there. Can't get it out. Ugh, so gross.
0: Uh... Yeah, no, you're totally right. Uh how you doing today, Steve? It's been one day since
1: I've seen you. Um pretty good today. I had some eggs. I did some yoga, so I'm bendy. I'm loose. That's I'm cool. ready. I'm I'm I I'm like a I'm like a well cooked vegetable. I'm like an asparagus. <laughs> a well cooked piece of asparagus. You got your own uh spin-off of veggie Tales coming up too. And it yeah and it's not religious it's not religious at all. No. It's anti-religious. It's like a it's like a little zucchini dressed as uh dressed as an evil monk. Gang 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 gang. They probably just lost some listeners with that one, but you know what? I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm doubling down. All right. I want a Satan yam. I want a yam dressed as Satan.
0: Oh, if we can get anybody out there to draw us or Photoshop us a Satan yam, instant uh, premiere package for you if we ever get around to one.
1: <laughs> premiere package. Okay, yeah,
0: It's a new product I'm working on. It, everything It's everything we do but the word premiere slapped in front of it. Premiere.
1: <laughs> well, I can't wait for you to show me your premiere package. I can't wait. I'll show it to you. Let's get into these sand grains. Oh, let me
0: show you my preper package.
1: I don't want to see your penis. <laughs> I don't want to! Will! No! <laughs>
0: ah! There you go. Yeah, you love it.
1: Uh all right. <clears throat> Ooh, that's weird looking. So. That looks like a <laughs> This is like a dill pickle.
0: Can we stop talking about my penis, please? Now, A baby dill. dill. Stop. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's a bit that's a bit that is a baby dill if I ever saw him. Dude, why you, don't do this to me. Please kosher. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Kosher dill. All right, let's stop this. Let's get into this book. Let's do this chapter. Because I I don't have a lot to say about this chapter, but I will start this off by saying that this is probably one of my favorite chapters in the book. If not my favorite. Your favorite? Yeah. This one's awesome to me i rem- I distinctly remember this one for the first time I read it. I thought it was cr-
1: no this chapter was stupid. it was
0: fucking pretty good man so uh chapter name you you don't have any idea I got one what do you got i got i got the baron jostles Oof. Oof. that's pretty good <laughs> jiggle jaggle jiggle jaggle and jiggle, jiggle jangle I- and uh and i believe it's my turn to do the chapter introduction as well so here we go no woman no man no child ever was deeply intimate with my father the closest ever the closest anyone ever came to casual camaraderie with the padishah emperor was the relationship offered by count hazimir fenring a companion from childhood the measure of count fenring's friendship may be seen first in a positive thing he allayed the land's suspicions suspensions after the Arrakis affair. It cost more than a billion solaris and spice bribes, so my, mo- so my mother said. And there were other gifts as well. Slave women, royal honors, and tokens of rank. The second major evidence of the Count's friendship was negative. He refused to kill a man even though it was within his capabilities, and my father commanded it. I will, I will relate this presently. From Count Fenring, a profile by the Princess Irolong. So this introduction is kind of interesting. We get a little more backs we get a little bit more backstory of Fenring, and we've we've seen a couple chapter introductions with Fenring right now. And this is more solidifying his uh, his relationship with the Padasha Emperor. But the thing that's really interesting is Count Fenring refused to kill somebody. Do we know who that somebody is at this point? I'm not exactly 100% sure. Maybe some no, I mean I don't. Maybe somebody smarter on the internet might might know who this who I'm they still meet.
1: trying to wonder, figure out what a Sol- Solaris is. It's a dollar. Is it just, just a regular old dollar? It's a space dollar. Sounds like a space dollar. It is a space oh. dollar. Oh. <laughs> uh
0: or this could be just like foreshadowing what what is yet to come. So there might be still somebody that uh Count Fenring. I don't know, saves? Well, yeah.
1: I I think more than likely that's the case because all these books are written after the fact. Yeah. So, you know, it wouldn't be something from that already happened. It's inconsequential that we don't never find out about. You know, when I... Now would it?
0: When I first read this chapter, you know how that, that chapter introduction, like, leads off that point to go, like, I will relate this presently. When I first read it, I thought it was this story that... Errolan was telling, you know, like this was the this is the person that she's trying to save. So um or okay. Fenring was trying to save. But it's not. Right. But it could it could be I don't know, it could be fade, but I'm not exactly sure. But that's neither here or there. I don't know how this pertains more to I don't know how this connects to the Harkonnens at all. Maybe it's one of the Harkonnens that uh Count Fenring saves, uh to the dismay of the emperor we don't know yet i guess i bet it's how- fade so yeah the fade makes sense especially because of this chapter is so focused in on fade you know yeah so this chapter opens up and this is this is this is where i got the 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 name here with baron harkonnen jostling his way down <laughs> down a hallway to yelling he's
1: jiggling he's, he's moving like the blob
0: he's bouncing too He's got those suspenders. Like Flubber
1: <laughs> with Robin Williams.
0: Baron comes down the hall. He's screaming for Fade. Fade uh, Fade has attempted a suicide. Or not suicide. He, he had attempted to murder his uncle in, by way of like... Uh, he attempted a homicide. He attempted a homicide uh, by way of... Getting uh, a slave boy into the Baron's quarters with a needle, like inserted into the boy's thigh, like a little place where the Baron would touch. Because we all know the Baron's a big old, big old creep.
1: He's after boy thighs. We know that. Unfortunately, it's it's been established.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Baron... There's nothing
1: he likes more than a boy thigh. (laughs) (laughs) Just the stress... I'm I'm glad I have that recorded now. How awful this character is!
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, just absolutely despicable. But uh, he he's able to catch the the needle before he kills him, and obviously he kills the boy. And now he's and he knows exactly who it is. Like it doesn't take him any sort of guesswork to realize that it was Fade. But it's revealed that I mean, there's
1: only like two other harkening characters at this point.
0: That, that's true. The rest like, of them who have else been like. Is it gonna be?
1: killed or dead and stuff
0: yeah or just like on arrakis um so it's revealed that this is a plan that's gone back to that gladiator fight now with dirt with fate so remember when we were talking about the gladiator fight and i was kind of confused of like why were they doing this whole thing to like get a a new slave master in there uh to re- replace the slave master that they had this whole ruse that they got they got going on well it's to put in a new slave master so that the new slave master can send a this particular boy to the baron at the time that was uh at the right time. you know what I mean
1: yeah, it's all just cogs in the machine, yeah, sounds like five d chess five d chess and we even
0: get we actually get a uh a particular chess game mentioned in this chapter as soon as i saw it i was like interesting and like the baron even says it. he's like you ah you're playing pyramid chess
1: yeah yeah which is a couple levels below 5d (laughs) skyscraper is after pyramid yeah then it's 5d
0: we got we got then
1: it's 4d because 4d is above 5d
0: yeah is it how is it? How so? Yep.
1: Because it's moving through time.
0: Well, there you go. You hear it here, folks. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: but it's, it, it, he the Baron is calling him out right now for that. Uh, like, playing, like, it is. it is kind of like that, he's mentioning the chess game. Like, in not so many words, but it is alluding like, oh, you're trying to play this game now. Like this. he
1: sees that there's more going on than just on the surface level. He sees they're trying to play. They're trying to pull sneaky snake. Yeah, but you can't jiggle your way through the baron's flaps. No, nope. they're getting caught up. Those are, those are his flaps, baby. Trapped he, in a flap. He knows flap trap. would <laughs> have called this episode flap trap. Ah, uh, man, yep. fucked it up. Anyways.
0: Yep. I think it's kind of interesting, like, so obviously the Baron isn't actually pissed off about this. He's more or less impressed by Fade. You know, obviously the Baron does this whole thing where he's like, well, now we just have to kill everybody that you know as punishment. Like, we'll kill the Slave Master. That's it's
1: kind of a fun little joke.
0: Yeah. (laughs) We'll kill the Slave Master. Those guards that you just talked to, we'll kill them too. I don't like the way they were holding that body. Uh, Your friends over there, we'll kill them. Uh, But you know what? Get them out of here. Good one. Good one, buddy. You know, Good job. You're, le- you're you're learning the ropes.
1: You nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> is this your girlfriend? Oh yeah, yeah gonna kill her. Uh, yeah. Do- is your dog? Is your space dog? We're not gonna kill the space dog. I like space dogs. Yeah, that's. Who- I'm not I'm a monster. Put it into my flaps and suffocate it in my fat <laughs> flaps. Look, I'm not
0: a monster, but we're putting that dog in my flaps. All right. <laughs> Oh man,
1: he is a fucking monster.
0: Oh, he's so gross, man. Have you ever looked up like any like concept art of the Baron?
1: I think I might. I think I did on like chapter two of this book, and Let's was like, "What, what am like. I fucking looking at?" It.
0: The uh David Lynch's Baron is fucking gross. It's something like we talked gross. about it. We've talked about it before. It's just like all the boils on this. But space. he can fly.
1: Yeah, yeah, he can definitely. So he's got. Fly. A, he's got one up on some of the others
0: i watched a scene before uh before recording this episode which was the um the the baron harkonnen scene it's like it's basically his villain introduction it's like one of the first scenes baron harkonnen's in and he's like pouring this black goop on himself he's got he's like sweating and there's boils and he's flying around and then there's this boy there's this boy in the room Uh-oh. and he goes up to him and he like pulls out this like Thing that's in his chest that I guess is like keeping him alive and it starts like bleeding from him and the Baron's like getting all covered in blood and stings in the background laughing he's having a great old time watching this whole thing <laughs> <laughs> he's loving it oh <laughs> uh, it's just it's uh it's horrifying and I guess uh if there's one thing like you can say a lot of things about the dude David Lynch dude movie but the Baron <clears throat> he really really amplifies how gross the baron is. I think the book plays him off more as a more as a like I the book plays him off more as a mastermind and the movie plays him off as just complete evil. Like just gross monster, yeah. Disgusting evil. Even the voice actor that plays uh the baron in this uh audiobook, he plays it with like a sense of posh, you know? He's a good oh, yeah baron. He's real
1: posh. Yeah. He's a, he's I a really am good baron. The baron. Bring yeah. me that boy thigh. Hmm.
0: Um, and so because the baron knows this and he's kind of impressed with fades initiative in this situation, he's like, look, I'm going to strike you up a deal here. If you don't kill me, I will help ensure that you can, I will help ensure you will make it to the head of the family. Pop- possibly even the head of the Imperium. Fade's like, Emperor, eh? And all I have to do is not kill you? And Baron's like, well, you know, Thufir Hawat's gotta hang out with you 24-7 now, so have fun with yeah, that. Yeah, who's that, too? Who's that? Yeah, yeah.
1: Can you do my laundry? Also? <laughs> Dry cleaning? Yeah, that's part of it, too.
0: And he just brings in, like, a whole hamper, like a 500-pound hamper of clothes. <laughs>
1: Oh, man. The Baron's laundry is going to be oh, so gross. <laughs> it's all. So... Does it's he have all... a still suit?
0: I don't think so. I don't think they make him one. I don't think they will make him one. I think he wears all big. robes. No underwear. He's not Floating. an underwear guy. Oh, he's not wearing underwear. <laughs> no. No yeah. way. Hmm. It's all flowing robes. And I wonder he's where got the Baron's
1: like... pooping. We thought we weren't going to talk about it, but found a way. <laughs> he's Where a, he's, is he?
0: He's pooping on the floor. He's the Baron. He'll do whatever you want. He probably he dropped... is. He probably. Someone's you know coming what? by and cleaning it up. <laughs> yeah. He's probably got like a crew of people hanging behind him. Clean up poop.
1: <laughs> or one guy.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just this guy's. uh, And it, 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 the poor guy's like name is Jeff or something like that. Or like Carl. Not even like a space name. They don't even. Oh, man, he doesn't get yeah. like grace with a space name. He's just like Poop Boy. Carl the Poop Boy. Oh, Poop Boy. Oh, Poop Boy. I,
1: I hope things turn out well for him.
0: Yeah, you know what? He's not even mentioned in his book. I already feel bad for him. We're all yeah. rooting for Poop Boy.
1: <laughs> so,
0: and Fate takes the deal. And he's like, you know what? I can hang out with Howitt. I can do your laundry. I'll, I'll take it. Especially the... Benchella it's a pretty hippie. good
1: deal
0: you know like in all quite honestly like the the amount of shit that fade will get out of this is going to be astronomical compared to all the things that the baron will get and baron knows this he's we he said it a few times already in other chapters where like the end game isn't for him it's for his entire line so he's hoping to put fade in that in that position i like fade a lot in this chapter because he's Far more adult than we've seen him before. Like, remember chapter two where he's just kind of whining and he's like, Oh, yeah. But, Uncle, I don't want to hang out here anymore. He sucks. But, but Fade now, he's he's playing the game. He still kind of sucks. He still kind of sucks, but he's playing the game. He's he's uh, he's definitely got the Ramsey Bolton vibe going on for me. Is he that evil? I don't think he's that evil. I don't think he's willing to go that far. I think Sting sting absolutely tried in that movie with that oh, yeah. weird gross ass smile watching the baron fuck shit up. Um uh, and the last thing that happens in this chapter, oh yeah, and like like we said like he tells him to kill everybody, even including the but he also tells Faye to kill all the slave girls that he was just hanging out with where where the the baron summoned him from. Which is like that is This is arguably the darkest part of the book for me, and I think that's probably why I remember and like this chapter so much. Because it's like, "Fuck, man!" Like the Baron still appreciates Fade, and like is still wanting to put Fade into that uh, position uh, as head of the family, but he is gonna make him fucking work for it. It's just it's so dark.
1: Nothing comes, nothing's free, especially in Dune.
0: Absolutely. Um, there is also a little <laughs> bit of a mention of the... Of, uh, so this is two years, a couple years after uh, we last saw Paul and Jessica in the desert going through the Water of Life thing. And so Muad'Dib is starting to gain traction as a leader of the Fremen people. And Baron Harkonnen is told about this, but he's not taking it very seriously right now. He's like, oh yeah, there's, it just there's this Muad'Dib guy, and
1: he's like, eh,
0: yeah, let the Fremen have their religion, he says, uh, and you know, forget forget about them. We'll just squeeze them for everything, every dollar that they're worth, so that we can like pay our debts back to the guild. Uh, but little does he little Doctor Evil man, and those Uh-oh. are people that you didn't kill yourself. You just assumed they were dead. And now they're tripping on water acid. Oh, just taking all the drugs in the desert. He they just joined a, essentially, joined a hippie commune.
1: Essentially, they the just drugs. joined the Grateful Dead. They're there with <laughs> Jerry Garcia. You know, Paul's Paul's on tambourine.
0: You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Hodorowsky would like approach Grateful Dead to make the soundtrack for his movie. He he approached Pink Floyd. You know, like he must have yeah. heard like a couple of different people. Definitely. Pink Floyd was the one that accepted it.
1: <laughs> not surprising.
0: <laughs> yeah, not surprising at all. I would love to hear that soundtrack. Like, it, a dude, was the it soundtrack made? made by Pink No, no, it wasn't. They never, never I don't think they even filmed. Yeah, I don't think they actually filmed a fucking thing for that movie. It was all pre-production and it fell apart.
1: I, I don't know a ton but about I would, it. I know a little bit, but.
0: The documentary is worth the trip, man. It's it's definitely worth a look. Um, but man, I I it'd be definitely interesting to hear what Pink Floyd would have had in mind for that movie. Uh, in fact, uh, the Dune trailer plays a little homage to it. The current Dune trailer, uh, by playing um that that uh I think the it's called song. Epilogue. It was playing a Pink Floyd song. It's from yeah. Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah. And it's uh it is a it's a trip. Like I I love, I love that pink Floyd is kind of involved with doing a little bit. Uh, I think that's everything I want to talk about. I think those are all the points that I, that, that I have covered. Anything you want to cover there, Steve?
1: Well, that's no, don't ask me that. Never ask me that again. If you say we have everything, everything, everything covered, I never have anything that. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's that's another episode, folks. Uh, as always, drop us an email at chapter by chapter podcast at gmail.com. And we'll be back tomorrow with Chapter 39 of Dude!